Hey, Bud how's it going? Here? Yeah, Bud's coming here. I know. He can share a coffee for once. Huh? I mean, microphone. Yeah, what are we going to do? Why is Bud coming here? I don't know. And I don't know why we start 50 minutes without him, without his geek out. It's his podcast. Yeah, I don't know either. But then, yeah, that means you guys got to share mic. He can share mic. Oh, interesting. But before you came, yeah. Paul was adamant that he's going to be staying in that spot. <laughs> Sorry, man. You want to come back? So much sharing. <laughs> it's awful. I hate it. <laughs> Today on the Geek Up Podcast, how to survive Avatar the Way of Water if you have a small bladder. Jeremy Renner is critical but stable after a snowplow accident. Art got mad about Anna de Armas, so movie studios can now be sued for deceptive trailers. And we'll have a documentary about Stan Lee this year on Disney. Plus, <laughs> Paul Flistino! <laughs> God sakes! <laughs> oh! You <laughs> subversive son of a buck. <laughs> Kills me every freaking time. Nerdy is the new sexy. Let's go to be a the Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast. This is episode 221. Happy New Year. We record this on Wednesday, January 4th, 2022. I'm Webmeister Bud, reluctant scriptwriter, and I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 720 with Dylan and Jason in the Morning Zone. I'm DJ Boitano. Do the mixtape in the afternoon zone and do the weekday wind down, I think except for like a lot of this month. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird month for really? you. Really? Um... Oh, uh, hi. Oh, Publicino. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Did everyone have a good one? Did everyone have a nice little happy ring in? Yes. Yes. Yeah. What'd y'all do? Okay, so uh, <laughs> my lady and her bestie always get together, so they let me tag along. And it's just like charcuterie and piggy bits, but we watched everything everywhere all at once, finally. Piggy bits? What? Sorry, what? What's a piggy bit? Charcuterie. Bits that you can pick at. Piggy? Oh, oh I thought piggy. Yeah, no, no, heard, picky, picky we bits. We all heard piggy. Yeah, piggy. I oh, God, no, that's terrible. I, was I like, mean, it's like all like shades of bacon, bacon and ham. No, picky bits. Yeah, there's picky a lot bits. of pig bits on a charcuterie <laughs> board. Prosciutto, salami, that's all there pig. There you go, there right? you go. Capagool? Um, yeah, and everything, everything everywhere all at once was fantastic. Next. Brian, what did you do? I uh, hosted a radio show. Apparently, <laughs> no, well, uh, that was playing, but that was obviously pre-produced and pre-recorded. It was amazing, uh, by the way. I hung out with the family, though. I d- we we watched a Lizzo documentary. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's uh, out. Yeah, I love Lizzo. Family, uh, and it was also f- uh, follow. Oh no, it was preceded by her concert, like a, a cool. Con- so we were watching that for a bit, and then. Uh, just kind of hung out with the, with the family overnight, and then like on Christmas on Christmas Day on um, New Year's Day, we have a big um, PJ all day. And Love it, kind of welcome to the house kind of thing, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner kind of thing. That's cool. So that was that was New Year's Day. Love that. I, you know, I was we should play this game next because I w- I kept trying to get it going at my party and no one wanted to do it with me. But what is your favorite New Year's that you've ever had? I have two answers, and the first one is when I was 
a kid, it was like a, it's like a memory of multiple New Year's, I think, where I, for Christmas, I would always get a big Lego kit for, you know, for a bunch of years in a row. Nice. And I would save it for New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. And then whatever was going on in the house with the family and everything and the ball dropping on TV, I would, you know, put my mind to getting as much of the Lego kit done as possible. Um, throughout that night. Oh, that was just the, such nice little memories there. I like, I almost wanted to bring it. If I was like rich and weird, um, no, what's the word about weird, but it's like a compliment. Eccentric. Eccentric. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. I would have like a big room full of Lego stuff and that's what I would do is every year I would just, you know, drop them thousands of dollars on Lego and then do it for New Year's. That's, that was one of my favorites. Okay. Kirsten, mm -hmm. what'd you do? None of your business. I <laughs> fed Kirsten a mushroom so big, and then she laughed so hard at the bus schedule. That was... Okay, let, me, let me tell you about these bus schedules. Let me tell you. I had to catch this a bus. This is one of my favorite New Year's what? as well. I had to catch a bus. What's going on? We were at a pub together, and the tears streaming down her face as she laughed over a bus schedule it's makes it one of my favorite <laughs> New Year's I've ever Let had. me tell you about this bus schedule uh -huh. and how dumb this bus schedule was. Uh-huh. Um, I was trying to catch a bus somewhere, and I opened the app to look at the bus schedule, yeah. and it tells you about the buses. But for some reason, it tells you about the past two buses before it even tells you about the next bus. So it kept telling me, I logged into the app, and at the top it was like, 34 minutes ago, <laughs> 16 minutes ago, and I was in a state of... <laughs> Confusion. She just flapped her arms. That was it's, great. It's New Year's. I'm in a state, and I'm not ready to understand why <laughs> is the bus telling me about the past buses. I don't care about the buses in the past. Mm -hmm. I care about which bus is next. Where is the next bus? Yes. And it told me about the two past buses, and then the third item down was the next bus, and then the past buses were in red, because presumably red means no, these yeah. are in the past, yeah, you right. dummy. Yes. But then some of the future buses were also in red oh. to tell you that they were late. So I was very confused, just trying to figure out which bus was next. Kirsten also has a background in graphic design, so this stuff matters. And I cannot time travel. I don't care about the bus that came 32 minutes ago. Why are you telling me about that? I think you need to know if you missed a bus and by how much. I think that's a psychological Why thing people I, sometimes I need to know. know. The last two buses, I don't know, but the last bus, that makes sense. Just tell me when the next bus is. I don't care if I'm going to miss anyway. <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> so, so I thought because she was going to take this magic school bus <laughs> to, uh, you know, the, the next party. She was leaving my party to go to a different party, and I really thought when she was crying, laughing at the bus schedule, that there was no possible way she was going to figure out how to get on a bus, <laughs> and I just would have her for the rest of the night, and how wonderful that would have been. But um, she did figure it out, so congratulations. Yeah, I can't believe you let me leave like that. Because, yeah, I had to oh, go to the bus. I I, and then, <laughs> oh, my God, you irresponsible and friend. And then, like, once I got off the bus, I told you I had to walk 15 minutes through a forest. Yeah. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> in Paul, the dark to get my, to my friend's house. So I had to walk in the dark forest through the Galloping Goose, through that weird industrial area of Victoria where, where you go buy paint sometimes. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> and, uh, and then pop out on the other side at my friend's house at their party. Yeah. 
In a party dress, by the way. You were, like, dressed for a party, not for walking through scary woods. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry I let you leave. That's awful. You know why? Because I had a most delicious pork chop at that pub. You wouldn't believe the pork chop. <laughs> well, I, there you go. I Problem solved. one bite off of it, ate it, and then I was like, cutting bites and giving it to the other people at the table. I think I only ate, like, two or three bites of this pork chop. What is with you, you and sharing food? Did you miss the pork what? chop? Yes, I missed it. You and sharing you. And people eating the food you shared, did they eat it off the same fork? Of course. What do you think? I asked for more forks? These two have known each other for a long time. This is quite funny. I love this. It's great. <laughs> Anyways, what was your favorite New Year's of all time? Let's go around. Right, Curse and James. <laughs> Brian, do you have a favorite? I don't. It's it's hard to remember. I do remember um, we. I don't, and I don't even remember where we were, but I was with my family, like extended family, cousins and stuff, and then we ended up having like an impromptu dance party where like Aww. We were, like. My cousin and I were DJing, and it was it was a fun time. I I really don't remember where we were though. We were mm. probably at somebody's house, but it was like a big enough room where we were. Or I dreamed it. Maybe <laughs> I took a ma- one of your magic mushrooms. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I, I don't remember because uh, like New Year's lately has been pretty calm for me. Like, With the kids, I've, I've liked it. Yeah, because like I usually get the DJ gigs, and I usually end up having to work. Oh and, yeah, see, right. You know the wife and kids mm-hmm. uh, at midnight, but. Uh, but yeah, so there was those. I like the ones we did at the station too, but then that oh, that's yeah. also a lot of cleanup. Yeah. So. Yeah, we did one live one here, didn't we? Like two real time, correct? We do them all live. Sh- bud. That's right. What that's are you correct. Talking yeah, about? what am I talking about? No, no I think um, there was a couple that we did for real. And it yeah, was, there was a couple of years we yeah. actually did it live because we didn't really have the technology to like pull it off where we simulated it all the plastic cups and orange juice stains oh, but yeah that, that's the other thing because then you end, like i wind up you know, we wind up being at the station until like three in the morning making sure things are clean mm-hmm. so that uh, the queue doesn't get mad at us yeah um, but I remember one time I was at a party at a, like a big giant warehouse in like an industrial part of Vancouver that was one of my favorites I remember being like tra- train tracks vaguely and um, then there was fireworks and yeah that was a fun New Year's for sure um, I also remember we like put on a party at uh, what was Capital Ballroom back then one time mm-hmm. and we had like a balloon drop we were like really wanted there to be a balloon oh, drop oh god oh my god that's so that, right? that was yeah. a, oh yeah but I think it was like Daniel Wesley and Current Swell or oh something oh my god that sounds right and so we had this big, like, oh you know, God. the big net full of balloons. And at midnight, it was supposed to, it's supposed to open properly <laughs> and the balloons, like, drop individually. It's supposed to open properly. But yeah. instead, just the whole giant, like, net full of balloons dropped. So this turd of balloons, <laughs> this massive <laughs> turd is the only way to describe it, okay? Just imagine just this, like, long, snaky turd of balloons just all fell together on the crowd, like, just plopped on them. And did it fall yeah. with the mesh net so that suddenly it, all it the people fell are like so that stuck was on, and trapped that was a hundred percent on me and Allie because we construct we like we went to Capitol Ballroom early <laughs> we, we blew up all those balloons and we filled it with that that net and we were supposed to just put this string uh to, cl- to close the net we were supposed to fish this string right through it 
But I was like, I think we were so paranoid of it just the balloons dropping early oh, no. that we fished the string a little bit too oh, much. No. So wow. you're because you're supposed to just pull the string and then the whole entire net the whole, it opens, opens up. up. Yeah, yeah. So we do did it and it was stuck. Allie yanked on it and then the whole thing, oh, the gosh. hot dog of oh, balloons, <laughs> fell down. But then the crowd oh, had God. fun just pulling the balloons out. And oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Pretty great. <clears throat> I did it. What was yours one? She said, I'm Kirsten I, James. I said Kirsten James. But what was your favorite New Year's? I don't know. I don't remember that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Moving on. <laughs> oh, wow. This week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, I talked about an app that's been around since 2009, which for some reason we just have not covered on the show. I searched all the past geek outs and we mentioned it once in 2020 while talking about another app. Uh, but it's RunP, which we've talked about here before. I'm pretty sure that Kirsten is the one who. We've talked about it many times. Yeah, actually. yeah, but like not as like... an official weekly geek out. Oh. Which no, apparently was like super key relevant to Dylan, who apparently has a bladder the size of a walnut. Oh. And uh, so, yeah, RunP is an app. That tells you, you know, what parts of a movie to listen to that give you an opportunity to run out and pee. It's been around since 2009. It's a great app. I, uh, I used it for Avatar. And um, Wait, you saw Avatar? Yes. Oh, good. Yes. Oh, good. Also, uh, I would like everybody to know, for the record, on this podcast, I did not go pee during Avatar. Amazing. Yeah, witness. How? That's incredible. You neither, but Paul took a phone call, which I guess we'll talk about. You freaking kidding? What? Yeah, I took a 10-minute phone call. What? During an important part. Are you responding to the person? Are you talking back? Or you I just left listen. the theater, bud. Oh, okay, okay. All right, that's okay. Paul that's needs fine. an app that's like run... Run phone. <laughs> run, run, run. I think that's called your phone. I think I picked a f- perfectly fine part. Of the movie, you when I came back, Kirsten was like, "Oh, you missed a really big part," and I was like, "What?" And she was like, "The same shit just continued happening." Oh, you did miss. Anyway, we'll spoil it later. Yeah, we'll but, talk about that. In um, but yeah, I go pee in every single movie, and uh-huh. I did not in this one. I was like, I don't know when to leave. I shouldn't leave. I might miss an important plot point. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't. So, obviously, the 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 basic take here is. That we all need to start wearing adult diapers. But the, the uh, basic okay. one, what? Sure. Speaking of New Year's and adult diapers. Oh my God, wait, now we're going to get your story? Wait, wait, this this is not, isn't a bad lead in. I... This, this is not a personal story. <laughs> oh, sure. But um, I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about everybody that gets together in New York. Oh, yeah. And watching the ball drop in New York. And you have to yeah. show up. Yeah. At like like eight hours before to oh, get shoot. in there to get That's a good spot, right. and so and you can't leave. You can't leave. Mm. You can't so leave. and I've also heard there are no public toilets. They don't put out porta potties for this. For no. why? And well, no. someone said, "How is that legal?" And it's like, well, they're not. They're not. You don't have to be there, right? Yeah. Anyway, so of course, what happens? The men pee everywhere. Yeah. They got oh, like gosh. plastic bags. They got cups. Whatever. Women can do that um, as discreetly. So I have heard that if you are a woman and you are going to the ball drop in New York, you wear an adult diaper. That, and that has been confirmed Incredible. in this podcast I listened to. They had somebody that was there and they were like, yep, yeah, that's well. just the thing. And then this person told a great story about as the countdown happened. Because the thing is, you don't want to pee in that diaper at 9 p.m. Because no, then you got to oh like God. wallow in it. So okay. she waited and it was like three 
two, one, and then she peed into the new year, and it was great. Oh, my God. What Happy a New Year. <laughs> oh, my God. It does sound no. like a satisfying way to get wow. into the new year, actually. But but <sighs> can you imagine a worse way to ring in the new year than being at that Times Square ball drop? Like, yeah. I know it's like... I can't believe that there are that many people who have never done it before because I imagine that once you do it once, you're just like, great, I did this horrible thing. It's off my bucket list. I never want to come back to this torturous nightmare again. (laughs) But, like, there are that many people who love to just... Like it's so uncomfortable. It would be so horrible. Yeah. Just watch a stupid stinking ball drop. Well, they have they have performers though, right? Like they have <laughs> bands that you want to see. And there was what's her face was there once? Mariah Carey, right? Like oh. I don't know. Singing all I want for New Year's is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare. Just I spilled all my coffee when I got excited about adult diapers, so I'll be right back. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my uh, God, she did. So, Jeez. But the real take that I want to say about this is, um, you know, it's we've talked about it on this podcast a thousand times, and, you know, it's, it's becoming more and more into the zeitgeist when the Pete Davidson made that short-ass movie sketch, but, like, we just really need to bring back the intermission. If... Yes. Okay, yes. the intermission yep. was a thing of a bygone era because of the... The reels we, we and the, the technology, reels and the technology and everything else. But what money they made in the in the in the let's all go to the lobby. Yes. You know, I'm sure they made a killing at the snack bar. Oh, I would a hundred percent like refresh my soda pop yep. at very least. Maybe get a refill yep. on popcorn. Like, yeah, this for if three hour movies is the norm, which it is. If even like two two and a half hour plus movies is the norm, which it absolutely is. We've got to reinstitute the intermission at the movie theater. Live theater does it for like a two-hour show. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Does it, would it bump you out of the experience? Does it like, fr- like I don't know. I want to have this honest debate here. Like, does that frig up your movie watching experience just for the small bladders? So I got a question. When these movies did this, and they had to switch the reels. Did they plan? the movies for a break because if you watch a TV show from the 90s you're like oh there was a commercial oh there was like you can see where they planned to put the commercials in right so that's the thing is that most movies are made with a like what like a three act structure yeah so that's where that's where the dilemma comes in is where do you put the break mm-hmm. but do you think like, be- old movies when they had because if I'm watching an old movie if I'm watching like I don't know Vertigo I don't know why that's the one I thought of Fair enough. but does that have a planned break in it? Because I've seen that movie and I don't remember a specific part where I'd be like, this is where I would go to the lobby. This is where they would switch the reels for sure. Okay. Think about it this way, Brian. You just watched The Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you watch them on streamers now, I imagine, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I remember when I watched them every single year, it was always on DVD. And mm-hmm. in every single one of those movies, there is a point, and it's about the halfway point. Smart. And I, I can't imagine that Peter Jackson was there wringing his hands in the editing room, making sure that the movie timed out to the DVD break. But there is a point in every single one of those movies where it makes logical narrative sense to take a little break. And it's right around the halfway point. And look at even if it is, let's say, like, you know, right between the second and third act, right? There's a bit of a cliffhangery moment as we switch from second to third act and gear. Put it there. That's fine. That's good enough. Yeah. In a three-hour movie, if after two hours I get to rock a piss, but when I know I have to go back and sit for another hour, that's fine too. But I would I say generally at most, halfway, you're fine. In most three-hour movies, the third act is usually the longest. 
Yeah. Right? There's like always yeah. a long, like yeah. an, almost an hour long battle scene or whatever. Yeah. Plus the uh, plus the the prologue or that. So you're saying it yeah. wouldn't work because it would be the opposite way. It would be an hour, then a break, and then two hours. No, 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 no! Almost, it would almost be two hours and then a break and then another. Yeah, hour. that format I see working. Yeah, that works. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I don't know movies. Why aren't you listening to our podcast movies? <laughs> well, because like it's it's odd that we're the four of us in agreement agreement here. Um, we need art or something because art would take the other side of this, which would be <laughs> right. Hundred percent, you would take the other side, which is like, guys, I just like it when I don't have to leave the movie theater, right? Like, some people don't want to leave or don't want the interruption and the action. They want to be yeah. so fully immersed. They don't want to know that there's a lobby outside serving <laughs> popped corn and sugar water, right? They want yeah. to live in Pandora. <laughs> the other thing I like about this, though, is because like when I go to a movie, a lot of the time I'll go have a snack before, and I still want popcorn, but I get there and I'm like, oh, I've got to get my popcorn now because I don't want to leave through the middle of the movie That's to get right. this popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I eat it, and then I'm like, oh, what? I wish I had this movie, this popcorn two hours later. Yes. So, yeah, movie mm-hmm. theaters, if you want to make a profit, put an intermission back in your movies. Yeah, don't please. charge us an extra buck and a half per ticket when we order no, it online. Put an intermission in. Now, if I could continue agreeing with me for a moment. Oh, my God. When I went to—it was so funny. It was like when we went to Avatar, I got there, and there was this horrible woman standing outside the theater, and she was blah, 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 squawking away about how she hates the movie theater. I hate coming here. I I wish I was at home watching it on my own big screen TV, and I could get up and go to the bathroom, and I could get my own snacks, and snacks aren't expensive. (laughs) Well, I just found it very horrible. I'm just like, why are you here? Why did you come then? Like. Mm -hmm. You're mm-hmm. so good like, question. I don't think anyone wants you here. Like, why did you come? <laughs> like, and and I well, I just found it interesting because I'm like, wow, lady, like we could not be more opposite people. I'm like very, very cool and hot, and like you're just <laughs> over there squawking and being mean. Wow. And and also our like I way prefer to go to the movie theater, as you all know. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree that there is so many of these unwashed masses that find going to the movie theater even for a big uh, experience movie like Avatar, and they would rather not do that. They would rather stay at home and watch on their own TV. And the movie theaters have got to make it a more easy, enjoyable experience. And I do think intermission would help. Or I wish we had one of those VIP theaters. Remember that time that Art accidentally oh. bought tickets to the VIP theater? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? I wish we had one of those. Why are oh. one of our big mega theaters not that VIP theater? Well, what's so the VIP theater has talking. has what in comparison <laughs> to a regular theater? So you get you're usually seated in two. So there's there's yeah. two, and then you each get like your own. Um, What's it called? It's not a plate, like a surface. Yeah. Like to put all your yeah. things, tray. a tray like a to tray. put all yeah. your things on. And then, of course, there are the reclining seats, but with the IMAX in the reclining seats. Mm, and you, right. eat, you each have your own cup holder, so there's no sharing with weirdos uh-huh. if you have to. Um, usually, like, you can have a proper meal. Like, if you wanted to eat there, it's, you know, it's like, I don't know, I've seen you get like a burger before at the theaters. I'm sure. like, that is, and it comes in that box. Yes. And it looks awful to have to eat. But in the VIP theaters, you you have like a full table, and it comes out. It like it comes from the side to in front of you. Oh yeah, so like a can, like a desk at like college. Like a little desk, yeah, yeah. it comes out in front of you. Um, and then most importantly, uh, they usually serve alcohol yeah. too, which is <laughs> great. So all that fancy stuff, though, and if you're watching a three-hour movie, you're still going to pee in a cup. 
Yeah. <laughs> See, to me, right. the fancy oh. theater should have their own washrooms with the, the movie thing. playing yeah. uh, at, in the in the stalls. Okay, right. now that yeah. is a great idea. I actually think the fancy theater that I went to in Singapore, and this was 12 years ago wow. that they had this. I think that they did have their own bathroom at the front, but there wasn't TVs playing the movie. But, but that's the thing, yeah. So like, I, I remember ta- mentioning that when we in, were though. first talking about Avatar. When we were first talking about Avatar, I was like, because James Cameron had talked about this. He had been saying like, yeah, go pee whenever. I was like, wouldn't it be make so much sense then if movie theaters had their own bathrooms in each cinema yep. and it'd be playing in front of the urinal, playing in yep. the stalls, playing yep. on the mirror yep. when you're washing your hands <laughs> totally. so yes, you don't yes. miss a thing. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. That's the way it needs Thanks, to be. Thanks, Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah, no, truly. I think in Victoria we don't have that because the fancy theaters downtown don't have the capacity for um, food service. They don't have like a kitchen. Like because Capital Six could very easily like market itself as the fancy theater. It already has the best seats and everything. Um, but they don't. They're not. There's no but, kitchen. But they don't have the trays, and then they don't have the yeah. big screen. Because that's the thing about those VIP theaters right. is you're still getting the IMAX. Because I like going downtown because those comfy seats are. Everything, Pretty but great. then you're you're sacrificing watching it on a really big screen. So I wouldn't want to watch Avatar in that little theater, even though I like that layout better. Anyway, I don't know. Why don't we have one of those? That uh, the 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 Spiral Theater is closing. Yeah, Capital Six is closing. They're tearing that thing down. Yeah, so. it's a real shame. Yeah, so maybe there is going to be room downtown in the market for like a real fancy theater with real big, beautiful, nice screens. And then it's table service too, right? I don't think you even mentioned that. Oh, yeah. They oh, come really? To, that's yes. amazing. Oh, they that's come to your the seat, best. And they, you know, it's like kind of interrupting and whispery, but it's not so bad. And they bring you booze and whatever while you're, the movie continues. That's freaking great. I love that. Well, that's Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Uh, <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> Cow. <laughs> a lot of time on that. F you, once again, it's January. We have one thing coming soon, and we don't even have a date for it. We just know it's coming sometime this year, and that is a documentary on the life of Stan Lee. Ah, wow. That is fuck you, it's January. Right? That's Holy, all we have. That's is all it? we have. Yeah. That's, well, yeah, and like, oh, that'll be cute. It'll be it'll be neat to see a documentary about Stan Lee. I feel like I've already seen one, but oh, okay, let's let Disney take a whack at it. But, and that's... He was born 100 years ago. There's probably already been a documentary. Yeah. Ooh. Ah, sorry, my fault. Yeah. So, <laughs> anywho, um, wow, fuck you, everybody. It's January. <laughs> Yay, it's back! Oh, is everyone Y'all don't want to see Megan? Megan! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Megan is the most fuck you it's January movie I've ever heard of. Right? Oh, my God. Oh, that looks like such a trash. Oh, fuck. All right. Geek news proper. Barbara Walters has died at the age of 93. Great. Um, and then uh, Jeremy Renner. We're not going to say more I about Barbara Walters. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What else? Yeah, sure, we, sure we will. Um, the, there's a... Uh, this is inappropriate for a death review, but we've done worse. I was going to um, say, really? There's a conspiracy right now that... Because uh, uh, Barbara Walters died on the 30th? of December mm-hmm. 
and yeah. Betty White died on the 31st of December. Oh. No. So we're ending off the year by killing off these women? What do you think? With with initials of BW. Oh, no. So, oh, uh, no. People are starting to think that. Um, and this is me knocking on wood now. Knocking on wood because this is a horrible thing to say. But people are thinking that Bruce Willis is next. Oh but God. they're not actually dying. They're being taken off and becoming Illuminati. Oh, well, yeah. very that def- If the Illuminati were going to do anything, it would definitely be planning an obvious thing, like yeah. taking people by the first letters of their names <laughs> um, and and then taking them on one day apart. Also, I don't think yeah. that's her real name. Oh, really? No, I think I think she had a weird middle name, didn't she? Like a, or a weird last name and she's using a middle name? Yeah. Oh, but she just chose to omit Oh, Barbara no, Tiberius nope, Walters. It's, it's very normal. It's Barbara Jill Walters. Yeah. Well, some one of them oh. didn't have a normal name. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she broke the glass ceiling. Good for her. People thought that she was ugly, and she was like, fuck you, but I'm good at asking questions. Right. And then she did, and then other women were like, hey, look, a woman can do this. Oh, and then okay. they did, and then she died, and it was sad. But sometimes she was mean to people. Barbara Walters, 93. Well, that's what we Kirsten, that was incredible. That, yeah. that was a, an amazing sum, summation of mm. Barbara Walters' life and career. movies don't life need to be career. three hours long. <laughs> I think we were all waiting for Kirsten to do this tribute because it's... Like that was incredible. Oh, my God. And nobody said, chicks will cream. Okay, dude. <laughs> don't. Oh, wait, we don't no, need just... to bring... That's the last thing. Jared... <laughs> Death tribute. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, if you haven't listened to uh, the best of uh, 2022 Geek Pod, there's is- a... Sorry. Somebody's doing power tools or something. <laughs> Actually, on the other a, side of the... This is supposed to be a soundproof room, I and know, I can just I hear a, a buzzsaw in the background. Yeah, it's I mean, not a soundproof room. Ask Darren, who's been listening <laughs> to us podcast for years. And yell and scream. Anyway, Best Of has some great recaps and some funny death tributes. Uh, next up, Jeremy Renner uh, in critical funny but death stable condition. Yeah, I know. Oh. Funny death tributes. Maybe you shouldn't have that. After a snowplow accident, and details are still pretty... Uh, light on this, but he himself posted from his hospital bed on Instagram, dude looks rough. Looks like he's taken a couple toasters to the head. He's got like the oxygen thing up his nose and he's like, thank you for all your kind words. I'm too messed up now to type, but I send love to you all. Um, He looks in a bad way. And uh, what were you saying, Brian, that TikTok was saying? Well, yeah, these are Fairly, I don't know if they're unconfirmed reports or if they're just kind of rumors and hearsay off of TikTok, but apparently they, his leg was shredded Ugh. in this incident. Yeah, I CSI'd this by looking at, and that is true. So I've actually looked at the snowplow because I was like, what do you mean a snowplow accident? What are you doing like, in a snowplow yeah, accident? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pretty now, big like, snowplow. The, it's huge. It's not It's not like yeah. a, it's like a big cat, like, you know, those cat, those yeah. yellow. Oh, so it's not like a push along no. wheelbarrow no, 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 sized. No, this oh, thing okay. has like, it's like tank wheels. Yes. Yeah. Oh, frick. Yeah. Tank. Where was he? So he was in, his, in Colorado. He has oh, like a whatever. And a the, the mayor, the mayor. Well, they of, just had a snowstorm too. Like sure. a blizzard. Yeah. The mayor has come out and been like Jeremy Renner was saving somebody like apparently it was like a hero thing like wow. someone's car was stuck and he was oh, like wow. I've got this snowplow but if you look at it like it has a cabin in it right like yeah. It's, yeah. he's driving it so I don't understand how his leg got stuck unless like maybe he got it, out he got out and then it wasn't in park or Oof, something and then yeah. it ran over him oh. but the other thing I read Brian that uh, maybe you've seen on TikTok 
is that I guess there was a doctor that lived quite nearby. And mm-hmm. it was just very, very fortunate that this doctor came out because he had to do a tourniquet. Oh, shite. On him. Because he lost a lot of blood. He lost Definitely. So much blood um, that, like, if he didn't have the a tourniquet, he might have died. And then they had to helicopter him out. Which, yeah, they flew him to Reno. Which, good thing he's got lots of money because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if he didn't have that tourniquet, they couldn't get in there. If they didn't have that helicopter. Well, arteries in the leg, right? You could yeah. bleed right out. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so it smooshed his leg. Or what did you say, Brian? What was your term? Yeah, shredded his shredded leg. Shredded his leg. Oh, so I don't know God. if he, he oh, still yuck. has a leg. But then he's got other injuries like to his chest and obviously his face. Yeah. So I think this thing somehow I think it ran over him. Ran right? over yeah. him. I think you're right. Like, Because apparently there is also some sort of investigation uh, into this um, and... It, the the plow did something it wasn't supposed to. So, like, I think maybe he got out and was maybe in front of the yeah. thing. And then the plow went and Skynet. It, and then, yeah, it went Skynet and tried to take Yeah, it went Ultron. <laughs> Just and tried take to take Hawkeye out. out. Yeah. yeah, his reps um, say we can confirm that Jeremy has suffered blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries and has undergone surgery have, on January 2nd. hit by yeah. that thing. Also, so... Is is tourniquet the real word, or is this a Rotten I know, Tomatoes? I know. You've been saying tourniquet, and I, you say it so confidently that I'm like, oh, I've been saying tourniquet wrong my whole entire life. Is it tourniquet? And then I'm like, oh, wait, but it's Kirsten. And so, is this annals? <laughs> is this, is this annals? <laughs> but it's like a French word, right? So it's tourniquet. I've been, uh, I mean, I've taken first aid many times, and we've been calling it tourniquet, but... But uh, maybe that's how you, you say it. You said it very confidently. In Canada. This you're is very, making me question it. This is a very common thing. It's American is tourniquet, British and slash probably Canadian is tourniquet. Yay. I went to a Canadian first aid course. <laughs> <laughs> and then some American. I can go to the American Red Cross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm with Brian on this one. <laughs> it's a tourniquet. Anyway. I, I also say tourniquet. He's alive. Yeah, Yay. he's alive. It's a, it's Hot guy. A, I wonder if he had that Jeremy Renner app. I wonder if he'd be providing more updates. Oh, my that. God. <laughs> <laughs> Buy your Jeremy Renner stars. Yeah. And so here's here's a sampling of the people who commented uh, with love and support on his Instagram post. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, the Russo brothers, Taika Waititi, Paul Bettany, Kobe Smothers, Smothers. Um, Orlando Bloom, Van- Vanessa Hudgens, Steve Aoki, uh, Penelope Cruz, uh, Isla Fisher, lots and lots of support coming for him on this five and a half million uh, liked uh, Instagram post. Are there any notable omissions? Such as? What do you mean? I haven't seen Scarlett Johansson on that list yet. Did you say Robert Downey Jr. on that list yet? No, no, no. Heidi Klum, oh, mm. hate Kate Hudson. Um Kelly Clarkson, James Gunn. Um, oh, the gun show. Well, Kate Beckinsale. Interesting. Questlove. Okay, all right. Uh, we're going to turn something into what? Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> I'm saying, like, this is ripe for clickbait. Which <laughs> Marvel stars didn't wish Jeremy Renner to get better? Okay, all right. On Instagram. They probably sent a card, though, right? Hopefully flowers. Show us the card. <laughs> <laughs> you cowards. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about Art Aronson, who brought up this uh, kind of the exact example of Anna de Armas being in the trailer for the movie yesterday, but then she didn't make the final cut. Oh, yeah. And he was ticked about that, and apparently so were enough people that a U.S. District Court judge um, issued a ruling uh, that... Um, movie studios can be sued under false advertising laws for releasing deceptive movie trailers like this. 
Yeah, so it's basic, basically what it is, is it's being allowed to go to court. So enough people signed that petition, or Art signed it a million times with enough fake names, <laughs> that it's going to court, and they could right, get sorry, a settlement sorry, sorry. for this. Um, I, I don't know, like, what... What's the barometer for this, though? Because, like, yeah, Anna de Armas is famous. She wasn't that famous when this movie came out. So, like, if there's a background actor in a clip and they are not in the final movie, can you be like, no, this person wasn't, want my money back, because then I want my money back from Rogue One. I was going to, Rogue One was going to be my example, Because I never heard that. (laughs) It was never in the movie. Uh It was very deceptive. I thought there was going to be more klaxon alarms. Yep. Yep. Felicity, she never like faced, went face to face with a TIE fighter. Remember that at the top of the bridge? That's right. She's running and the thing comes right up. Yeah. Yeah. So, did she she actually say the line, I rebel? Like, this is a rebellion. I rebel. I I think that line was cut from it too. very unmemorable There's other lines. Hey, fight me. That was a good movie. Rogue One was a good movie. Did you say her name was Felicity? Yeah. Her name's Felicity. Yeah. Felicity? Felicity. F E Felicity. Is it really? That's not a very space name. Felicity Jones. No, that's the actress. No, no, that's the actress. Oh, name. the actress's name. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. No, Felicity. No. Felicity uses a tourniquet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so it was oh it was based on the same movie that Art was pissed about, bud. This yeah. this new law. Yeah. That's amazing. Good for you, Art. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know what yeah, I think that's fair though, Kirsten. Even in your example where it's like, oh, um, in a Darmus at that time, which is not the case, by the way, because she was making that nudie movie with Keanu Reeves years ago now. So I don't yeah, she's all naked in like most of the movie. But anyways, <clears throat> um, ask her about that one. But <laughs> the, it's it's like if that happens, if you know, it's like you make a movie um, where a very like a, someone's in the background, and then in the time between it gets filmed and it gets re- the trailer released, that person becomes super famous, and then you on purpose put like a close up of your background actor in the trailer. Yeah, I'd say if they don't have a speaking part in a line <laughs> in the movie, I think that's your line right there. Like, no, don't put them in the trailer. That is deceptive. You're banking off of their star power, which is how this whole machine works. To Get people butts and seats, and it is deceptive. And so, so, so though, in Infinity War was an example of this because it had the scene in the trailer where everybody was running in Wakanda, including the Incredible Hulk. Right? Is that something that's grounds for suing? Because would that, that scene specifically spoilers. get you to the theater? Oh, right. But did they do that because of spoiler reasons? Like they, because some of the like, they, if we think of any of Endgame, remember there was like that shot of like the Quinjet or whatever coming down and then like maybe you saw Captain America but not Robert Downey Jr. Like they edited him out. Um, Yes, that's right too. So they do that specifically for spoilers. Yes. But then maybe some people can argue that, well, that scene was what got me to get uh, to buy my ticket. Now, I didn't want to see Iron Man. But that's what people are arguing right now. But it's so So unnecessary. And that's where... But that's where these things are st- going to start to like, oh, well, because of this Anna de Armas thing, well, now Marvel's going to be put on like the hot seat in terms of they better be fucking careful when they make their trailers because people can sue for that. Which is fine, yeah. Marvel. Just just do just do your trailers with not with not like these weird misleading things. Like I get why they're doing it and that's great. Mm-hmm. But come on, in terms of like dollars and cents, if they just would have put in things that were actually in the movie and didn't change things specifically for the trailer, do you really think it would make a big difference to the bottom line of the box office returns? <laughs> no. 
kind of depends just because they really don't like spoiling things. So they can't, then they can't ever put anything from the third act. Cause like, see yeah. if they put something from the third act, then they would have had to spoil, f- well, you know, spoiler alert, I guess, uh, fat Thor or, or whatever. Yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. Right, well, just, you know, cut it that much more creatively then. I don't know, but no, you can't put stuff in there. That's not in the movie. How about no, that? no, that's fair. All right. But yeah, so are you saying then it, it is fair to get mad at that scene where they're all running and the Hulk is behind them as well in Wakanda? I'm not mad about anything. <laughs> no, right? Like, no. And I wasn't mad about the Anna Armas thing not either. Saying not saying that you're really. mad, but is it fair for people to get mad about, about that? I mean, no, because then you just got to realize what they're doing, you know? And that's that's not the same as the Anna Armas thing. That's just like... Yeah. This whole movie star isn't in this movie. It very much isn't. Yeah. No, that's, it's, it's not that's It's like, not the same, but then it will get lumped into that. Yeah, yes, you're yes, right on that. People yes. will make that same complaint. It's all the intent, right? The intent of the mm-hmm. Anadarmus movie was to trick people and come and see this movie that straight up didn't have Anadarmus in it. The yeah. intent of Marvel, yeah, of course, is with the fans in mind to give them the best movie-going experience by giving them a little tease of something that never even actually happened. That's neat and good, too, but, you know, it, but unfortunately, yeah, it's all just going to get lumped. All right, next up, Hugh Jackman will only be will only play Wolverine in Deadpool 3 if they don't mess with the Logan timeline. So, I like how like re- revered Logan is. They're like we don't want to fuck with it. It's ending. super canon. It was the best ending and it was so great and you can't <laughs> have us because we don't want to ruin this movie. Like, I don't know, guys. Logan was fine, but I'm not one of these people that's like, Logan was the peak of Marvel cinema. Like, it was fine. And it was dumb how it also, he, oh, yeah, spoiler, and, and, dumb and how nothing he died. Would. Yeah. It's, this is the thing that people might maybe don't understand about space and time and, <laughs> and, and multiverse stuff is that, like, yeah, nothing. It's just because, uh, spoiler alert again, the other Spider-Men were in that Spider-Man movie doesn't erase Spider-Man 2 from my brain. You know, Tobey <laughs> yeah. Maguire yeah. still had a fight on a train with Doc Ock. He still you know, does like, that dance. Yeah, he and still does a dance in Spider-Man 3. My very basic guess about this is, I mean, Logan is... I believe set in a future where we have, you know, bulletproof Chrysler cars and flatbed trucks yeah. that go beep, 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 beep. That really scared me, by the way. I don't know. It was just kind of weird. Freaked me out. Um, so yeah. So that appears to, to me to be set in a future yes. so that Deadpool is very pop culture, very now. Sure. He's still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anyway, so whatever, they're not going to ruin it and he's going to be in it. Then. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Perfect. It's a new story. George R. R. Martin says that the Game of Thrones spinoffs have been shelved after, quote, changes at HBO Max. Now, Paul got this from Consequence of, well, I guess Consequence of TV. Uh, Consequence can sometimes be a little clickbaity for me, so I always try and go to the source. Uh, In this case, I went to the source, and it was a blog post from George R. R. Martin, uh, but it is titled Stuff and Nonsense, and there is so much all caps and gigantic paragraphs in here that I closed it and went back to the uh, Consequence article. Uh, But anyways, yeah, that's about it, so no. uh, (laughs) And then I closed it and yelled at my computer saying, (laughs) finish the book! That's what everyone did. Wait, wait a minute, though. What do you mean? What what spinoffs? I thought we already had House of Dragon. There was supposed to be another one. I believe so. Yeah, oh, yeah there was like supposed seven. to be like a Jon Snow one. Oh yeah, 
wait, so is the Jon Snow one getting shelved? Good. Because Kit Harrington was like literally talking about that two uh, weeks ago. Bye! Sorry, I'm what sorry. I'm trying to search for words. Don't! Apparently not. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I swear Kit Harrington was just talking about this like three weeks ago, and he was like, Jon Snow is devastated and very sad after the end, and he's so sad, and it's sad. That Wait, Jon Snow? <laughs> yeah. Jon Snow is sad or Kit Harrington's sad? Jon Snow is sad. Why? He had the most perfect ending. No. One of the most satisfying endings. Everyone, everyone, please get off. Oh. Okay. Quiet, quiet, Uh-oh. quiet. Everyone just like got, got so like mob mentality about the end of, the, of that show. But the Jon Snow ending was like so perfect. A dream of spring, a dream of spring. Oh, sorry, sorry, ah! sorry, sorry, I was just Close testing it. the browser. <laughs> okay, the Jon Snow ending was the perfect ending. That's the dream of spring. He's going to the wide open country north of the wall that now is free of the horrible evil of the White Walkers and will thaw and become a new springtime land. And he'll rule over it and be like so happy. He'll find a new wife. He'll like have a great life now after this. His banishment, you know, they banished him as punishment for what he did of killing Daenerys, but he, the banishment north of the wall used to be this evil thing because of the White Walkers in the snow. Now it's there was a flower on the ground. How is everyone so stupid that watched this show and didn't understand the point of the whole thing? And then they scream and scream. Oh, I hated the last season. I hated the last episode because you didn't watch it. Because you don't know what you're talking about. You're so stupid. Barbara Walters, 93. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell, dude? You hated that, too. If we go back and listen to you screaming about how bad that last no. episode was. No. You can't just be like, it was so good because there was a flower on the ground. That doesn't make him happy. He doesn't oh, care about flowers. Oh, my God. His, lady, his lazy, lady cousin lady died that he fucked once. And Dude, he had to kill her. What about his dog? Okay, he'll get a new dog. There's dogs all over the place. Okay, you get over the dog, you get a new dog. Um, oh I'm, ta- I'm serious. The... If I had critiques for the end of that show, that's one thing. But, like, the Jon Snow ending was very satisfying. But he's sad. Go and listen to me again. And I swear <laughs> to God, that we talk about how clunky it got and how brutal the writing got. But, like, the broad strokes of the ending and what George Martin put down for them works. And it makes sense. It was clunkily done, but it's fine. And then and then to go back and be like, now the further adventures of Jon Snow. It's like, no, give him the ending. Yeah, but Kit Harrington needs to work. He's a handsome, likable man. He'll get work. No, he was in something and it wasn't. Yeah. Anyway. He's in Marvel now. Is he? Oh, yeah, he is in a Marvel now. So. <laughs> okay, so he's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, please, for the love of God, uh, James Corden uh, apparently <laughs> auditioned to be Samwise in The Lord of the Rings. Though I think Paul wants to scream about this. He says everyone, every single person in London auditioned for the films, including himself. Yeah, but he got close. Yeah, well, yeah, he did get what? A callback, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, quote, I auditioned for Samwise and I was doing it. I was doing the accent and everything. Then we got called back the next day and then none of us got called back after that. Right. Um, I, I won't scream, but I will say I saw a tweet that was perfect for this, and it said, imagine a world where we all hate Samwise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true. He would have fucking ruined that movie. Or oh, yeah. or I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it would just would have been like, we wouldn't have known. 
you know, that Sean Astin would have been better. And we just would have watched it and been like, eh, whatever. And he would have maybe done a fine job. And then, but we wouldn't have had years and years of hating James Corden under our belts by then. <laughs> and we wouldn't have the image of him thrusting his rat costumed crotch in our faces. Oh my God. <laughs> right? Let's oh get God. loud vibes. And so maybe we would have liked it. And then maybe he would have just be, been quiet after that. <laughs> But but I think it's more likely that he wouldn't have been quiet, and we and it would have like in hind in retrospecticus. Oh God! It would have like ruined that element of those movies for us. So I'm so glad it didn't happen. Oh my God! Can you imagine? That How horrible. That word of yours, retrospecticus, came to me about a week ago. I was brushing my teeth, and all of a sudden, retrospecticus popped into my head. I'm like, <laughs> Paul! <laughs> I'm so glad. And finally, in Geek News proper, I don't know if this is news, just a thing that we did, but over the holidays, us, uh, the Geek Pod uh, gaggle here, the four of us, uh, got together on Twitch and played some games of Mario Kart, and it was ridiculously fun, and I would love to do it again sometime soon, please, and I would love to go with Brian's idea of actually trying to follow a formatic podcast recording as we are playing, and then another one where we are all sitting on the same couch and can chirp at each other in person and have the proper four screen thing that I tested uh, but anyways yeah if you go to the show notes there's uh, there's the full recording or there's uh, clips from it which uh, were pretty funny I hope that people go watch it because it cost me six dollars oh that's right too wait I thought it was a trial yeah but I forgot to cancel <laughs> <laughs> well, whose fault is that always happens um yeah, that, yeah, it was so fun. I think it was my idea that we can all get together and do it in real life. But anyways, okay, uh, uh, but yeah, but but we should definitely do that. That would be so fun. Oh, I think it'd be yeah. It's definitely a twenty twenty three goal. It's pretty pretty funny. Pretty, yeah, pretty could be stuff. fun. I'm wondering though if it could end up sounding like our live podcast at Capital City Comic Con. Hey, you know what? Those are the exceptions to the rule. It's, just, it's fun to do. <laughs> Is it fun to listen to? Uh, a solid consideration. A that's, good consideration. Yeah, that's fair. I think you. You know what? If we all focused on the pod and didn't just run like boring commentary for the Mario Kart, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like if we if we all made the commitment and promise to ourselves that the only commentary we'd ever do about the actual karting is like whoever comes in first can like go wahoo or something, and then I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be people going, "Oh my god, you yeah, bugger!" on the whole way through. The I know movie. that would be annoying, Brian. I agree. <laughs> I was like, oh, got me with the red shell again. <laughs> Boring. It's like it's like watching somebody play video games, but you're blindfolded, so you're not watching. You're just listening. <laughs> That's to them. right, yeah. of course, because the majority of people who would uh, consume it would consume it just audio only, right. and not watching it on Twitch. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. All right. Well, we gotta make some promises to each other, then, everybody. <laughs> It'll be a fun challenge to try to do that. One thing from listener mailbag. Uh, I've just titled it Captain and the Carters. Uh, we got an email from uh, Zoner Ewan. Uh, you know, it's titled Spoilers, but it, it's, it's it had some pretty interesting insight. Um, did you put your hand up? No. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so he says, I have a question for you guys to explore that hits on a subject that jumps way back in time. If you were Peggy Carter, after Steve Rogers travels back in time to, let's assume, start a relationship with you, would you want to know that he did X, Y, and Z, at least kiss, with your great niece, Sharon Carter? And on the other end of things, if you were Steve Rogers, when would you think it best to tell Peggy about what you did with Sharon, or would you not tell her anything because of the whole don't tell people about the future rule? Yeah. This brings it back to my question that I asked all of you dads about White Lotus. And would you tell your son that you'd fucked the same girl? 
We had this conversation. I am dead. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it probably happened to you. I don't remember that question, but I would be no. I can see you sleeping with a 20-year-old and a 40-year-old that was also the mom. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's... Oh, so I'm the, sex, I'm the sex worker in this. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So I will see you in this scenario in your mind. Paul, Paul, Paul's reply was great. Kids? Ooh, does that mean there's super Captain America babies running around? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so here's the answer to this question. You know, absolutely, you never tell. And why would she ever bring it up? She is never going to. Peggy Carter is absolutely never going to look you in the eye and be like, tell me the truth. Did you make out with any of my family members in the future? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a pretty weird question. question. <laughs> right? So, so I think that, and then even if she did, number one, it's like one of those things where it's like, just, you know, you don't need to be telling every single thing about your past to everybody else. You make your, your sexual health disclosures. You know, if, if Sharon Carter gave Captain America herpes, then even though you don't need to name her, but you, but, you know, you just make that disclosure. Like, just so you know, Peggy, I do have herpes. You don't add in, I got it from your cousin or your niece or whatever. So you make your health disclosures and then that's it. You don't need to talk into any more um, uh, details. And especially in this case, Ewan makes the great point that, yeah, you can't say anything about the future. Yeah. You cannot. No. That's, that's the thing. Rule that's number one of time travel. Yeah. My interesting point for this would not so much be his relationship with Sharon Carter. It would have been him going through time and then being like, JFK got shot? Uh. This is brand new information. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> It'd be like seeing all these world events that he had written down in his notebook. Right, right, right. Do you know what I actually kind of a little bit would have loved, though? If um, it would have been maybe so subtle, but they just had like a post-Captain America ghost back in time scene, and you see New York, and the Twin Towers are still there. Oh, interesting. Right? And you just like interesting. But he couldn't sure. he couldn't have done that, right? He couldn't have stopped 9/11, but can you imagine though if maybe and then he just did and oh then it would have been this like weird subtle implication that Captain, Captain America, America yeah, saves America. Does what yeah, and and, and stop 9/11. Wow. I don't like that. Why? Why? I don't like that. Why? I don't know, it's too realistic. I don't there's no I don't feel like there's like realistic um. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh. Like what are the like markers parallels mar- yeah. in the Marvel universe? Like we know it takes place in on Earth and in our reality. Yeah. But that's like one step to reality for me. Like even the Nazis are like one removed from Nazis. Yeah. Like they're German. Yeah, you're right. You know. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, Bleh. it's 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 an escape. Not and that's I think where the Netflix things like there was one line in one of the Netflix shows. Uh, that made me think, oh, maybe this is not MCU because they said something they referred to make America great again. Oh, like, oh wow. nah, that kind of ruins nah, it. Too much, too know? much. Yeah, interesting. Um, but I mean, going- but but that even that list of things that you mentioned, Brian, that like he's writing down real things that have yep. happened in the world, right? Like, and all the references all the time. Like that's we need this to, you know, take place in the world that we live in for it to work the way that it does, the way that they've set it up. And then obviously, yeah. of course, it goes completely cuckoo caca crazy haywire when Thanos shows up, you know, yeah. and all these aliens and whatever in terms of world history and events. But uh, 
But even like the cities and stuff that they use are like kind of real. Like remember when Brian kept on being like, "What was it? Sokovia is a real country or something?" Oh, Latvia. No, Latvia is a fake country. <laughs> right. Right. Like it's all this like like pseudo reality. So Close, I feel like yeah. putting in the Twin Towers, it would just it would just bump me out of that more than an intermission in the middle of a movie. Fair okay. enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> There, uh, he also, Ewan also asks a question about um, confirming whether Steve is the father of Peggy's kids. And the only thing that I can remember is a scene in the museum in The Winter Soldier. Right. Interview with Peggy saying that Steve saved a lot of lives that day, including the life of the person that would be my husband, mm-hmm. my future husband. Right. And I guess he you could can like distort that line to be like he saved his own life yeah yeah so she he becomes her future husband but yeah. that's the only thing that i found i didn't find any other interviews can i quickly get into some extra mcu stuff that do I it really do it but so there's like a lot of rumors and and like just speculation about what's going to be happening with the mcu and um there's a couple things first of all the uh the kang dynasty there's a couple of uh uh, rumors in terms of what's going to be happening with the two Avengers movies coming up in 2026 or whatever. So mm-hmm. There's one called Avengers Kang Dynasty, and then after that is Avengers Secret Wars. Right. Apparently, uh, obviously, the, the Kang Dynasty is going to be about like Kang the Conqueror, and he's going to be like the main villain, and that's going to be focusing on the new Avengers assembled by Sam Wilson. Right. And that Secret Wars, the, it won't be Kang as the the main villain. It'll be this character called the Beyonder, which we can get into in another podcast. We don't have to get into here. But uh, he'll be written in as uh, a variant of Kang and still played by Jonathan Majors. Oh, cool. And That's that great because Jonathan Majors is awesome. Yeah, and so that Secret Wars will focus on heroes from other universes, which will apparently see a team up between Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. What? So that's very speculation and and rumor hearsay. Uh, And then the other thing that I read was that it was about the Eternals and how actually important it is to the MCU moving forward in that there's one thing about like, oh, well... Uh, Doctor Strange saw like 14,605 different outcomes. Why Mm -hmm. did he pick this one? And apparently if uh, he had picked an immediate future where they actually won against Thanos before the snap, then um, and they didn't have to fight to bring everybody in the universe back, uh, Ajak, which is Selma Hayek's character, wouldn't have been wouldn't have thought Earth was worth saving from the emergence of the uh, <gasps> celestial. Oh. So Earth would have been destroyed. Um, because, and like that's like the whole snap thing delayed the uh, emergence of the celestial because it took out half the population. And the emergence of celestial that's right, is because too. the population grows King. to a certain amount. Yeah, oh. yeah. So Doctor Strange saw that, and that's why he chose that outcome where he had to give Thanos the time stone. What a judgment and call. Then, the other thing about the giant celestial, so there's this giant thing in the middle of the ocean sticking out. Yeah. According to rumors, um, uh, this site, this place where that thing is sticking out of the ocean, will become the source of adamantium in the uh, MCU. Interesting. And then that'll be turned into uh, the island of Genosha, which, if you're an X-Men fan, is like this safe haven for mutants run by Magneto. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Ah. All rumors, speculation yeah, yeah. for future But they're Marvel still fans. referencing Eternals, right? We saw some in um, Thor, did we not? 
Yeah, and then there's like Kingo's Christmas in uh, yeah. the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yep. special. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go back to the Eternals. That thing came out of the ocean because there was too many people on the planet? That thing came out of the Earth. It was like basically incubating in the The Earth is a giant egg for that thing. Yeah. And it would have been born. It would have emerged when the population of the planet reached a certain amount. Right. So, but why did it come out again if the snap happened? Well, the population no, did reach a the, so the blip happened, so which brought everybody yeah. back, oh. which would mean that the Earth was ready to yeah. crack like, open for this. Population's thing. going up, getting closer, getting closer. We have the blip. Population is, is reduced crazy. There's still a tiny population growth in those five years, and then all those people come back, Wait, and then, and then, we then get that's the when the thing comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, why? Why? I'm just. I'm trying to wrap my head around this Doctor Strange thing. So then, why yeah. did that lady say, "I want to save the planet now"? What, she what, what did that was have to do inspired with the by the Avengers oh, um, and bringing they, half the people in the universe back. And uh, so there's like this, this like these earthlings saved half the universe. Uh, and that inspired, that makes me think that earth is worthy of saving and earth should not be destroyed. Uh, yeah. Otherwise she would have just let the celestial hatch and destroy yeah. the planet. Okay. Thank you. That's wild. All right. Oh, wait, one more because we're okay, talking about Marvel yes. things. Marvel Late things. breaking news. It's not really that exciting, but it might be. Uh, Black Panther, Brooklyn, Forever is coming to streaming on February 1st. They just announced it. Thank nice. you. That's great. Feb 1, Wakanda. Awesome. First first day of Black History Month, I guess, eh? Oh, even better. Oh. Even better. That's oh, so good. Disney's like, we did our job. Wow. <laughs> 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 Wow. All right. The first of three 91-second movie reviews from Brian. He is back, starting with Matilda the Musical. Go. And now. A Zone at 91.3, 91-second movie review. Five, four, three, two, and... Action! I was a little skeptical when first hearing that a cinematic version of Matilda the Musical was being made. While I'm admittedly not too familiar with a 2010 Tony Award winning stage production, I am familiar with the 1988 Roald Dahl novel upon which it's based, and the 1996 film adaptation directed by Danny DeVito and starring Mara Wilson remains a personal favorite to revisit from time to time. Ultimately, my intrigue outweighed my skepticism and I found that Matilda the Musical made for a fun Christmas Day viewing experience for the whole family. Despite my affinity for the late 90s film adaptation, I still really enjoyed this version as a whole, and the tone of this version actually fits a little closer to that of the Roald Dahl book. I think the main attraction to this film is the musical numbers, which I'll get to in a sec, but I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the acting, because that was, without a doubt, a great bridge between all of the fun musical moments of the film. And I'm specifically talking about the performances of the three main characters, Matilda, played by Alicia Weir, Miss Honey, played by Lashana Lynch, and Miss Trunchbull, played by Emma Thompson. These three commanded the screen during both the musical and the non-musical scenes. But wow, speaking of the musical scenes, there's a good chance you've seen a clip of the climactic musical number Revolting Children after it went viral about a month out from its Netflix release. And despite having that scene pop up on my TikTok feed multiple times, I was still captivated by it during my full watch of the film. Matilda the Musical is definitely worth a viewing, and whether or not you're a fan of musicals, it's hard to look away from an incredibly large group of talented kids with amazing dancing chops and quick choreography. It's almost like watching a two-hour Missy Elliott video. Cut! That's a wrap! <laughs> you can find all of Brian's 91-second movie reviews at thezone.fm slash movies. Yeah, what was with that thing going viral? I, like, it was all over my TikTok, and I was like, why is this happening? 
Why TikTok I, do you think I like this ending Matilda thing <laughs> that I need to see everyone I doing? I saw a lot of a lot of that before I actually saw the movie, but uh, I don't. I, I did make a comment even before that scene uh, happened in the movie when we were watching it, but I did make a comment to Elisa. Was like, wow, how do they find all these kids that can do that much choreography, like quick dancing choreography? It was really like the dance scenes and stuff are really cool in that in that movie. I guess none, no, nobody went to theater school because, like, everyone, like, I don't know, everyone was like, oh, my God. And I watched it and I was like, okay, whatever, there's kids dance. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that that, that, that is, is the takeaway because I, I couldn't figure out why everyone was so mystified by this. And so now finding out it's because people are like, so many kids can do so much choreography. But I'm like, yeah, man, they can I don't know. <laughs> we, we call that pace in, in Victoria. Yeah, there's warehouses full of kids. There's warehouses. There's warehouse. Yeah, there's tons of theater schools. Warehouses yeah. full. Of, do they have pools? <laughs> <laughs> no. Warehouses full of kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they call them theater schools, but they're just big warehouses, <laughs> and they just dance, dance, dance. And, they, and Christian, you didn't know that Danny DeVito directed that movie. Oh. No. You know he's in it, right? Yeah. And Rhea Perlman, his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And there's like great stories about how uh, great he was as a director and. He like uh, really stood up for the the child actors, especially Matilda, who plays her Brian in the movie. Uh, Mara Wilson, yeah. she's great. Yeah, like great, yeah. you know, you know, there was like producers and whatever on the set, like kind of wanting to push them, you know, to keep it on budget, on on schedule, and everything like that. And Danny DeVito was like really adamant that like you know the kids get their rest time and good. Yeah, there's great stories about what a supportive director he was to the kids on that movie. That's awesome. Didn't know you knew so much about Matilda, Paul. Matilda's great. It's a great. Oh, flick. so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. I saw the one with Mara Wilson. I didn't see the other one. And yeah, obviously uh, read the book. Okay, next up, another 91-second movie review, this time for Glass Onion, colon, a Knives Out Mystery. And now... A Zone at 91.3, 91-second movie review. Five, four, three, two, and... Action! While it's a completely separate story to Knives Out, it'll be hard to avoid comparing the two. So let me just get this out of the way. As a standalone film, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery is worth your time. If we are comparing the depth and complexity between Glass Onion and its predecessor, I will say that the mystery in this film is not as intricate as the one in Knives Out. There is a good chance you can crack the case before the movie's big reveals, but that doesn't make it any less fun. The comedy was more prominent in this one, and it's pretty great. There were a lot of laugh-out-loud moments, especially how it manages to poke quite a bit of fun at the uber-rich without getting too deep into social commentary. This managed to make the film just a fun escape, and I loved every single casting choice from this stacked ensemble. It's funny, I actually didn't think it was possible for me to be an even bigger fan of Kate Hudson, but the comedic chop she brings to this film is pretty next level. Daniel Craig plays Detective Benoit Blanc a little differently than he did in the first film, but without spoiling any plot points, I understood the reasoning for some of these changes and actually really liked them. He has a similar southern charm to him, and his characters developed a true appreciation for his craft of detective work, and it was fun to watch him get rather giddy as he manages to peel back the onion of his current mystery. The movie was long, clocking in at 2 hours and 20 minutes, but thanks to the captivating performances and the fun you have trying to figure out the mystery, the pacing was rather solid as you barely notice the time. Overall, I really appreciate what Ryan Johnson has done with this franchise, and I am looking forward to a whole series of Benoit Blanc murder mysteries. Cut! That's a wrap! 
You can get all of 90... Brian's, you know, you know, it's his yeah, own daughter. Yeah. Um, we only have like 10 minutes left and we haven't t- talked about fucking Avatar. <clears throat> and I want to talk about onions. <laughs> this class one. Um... Yeah, I agree, Brian. I think it was, uh, uh, yeah, Brian pretty much nailed it. It wasn't as good as the first one. Um, uh, are you hearing the thing now about how, like, um, it, Ryan Johnson doesn't want to have to call them a Knives Out mystery? He just wants you to be smart to know that it just is? Well, I would love yeah. that. I think it's a little too spoon-fed. Yeah, the first one was called Knives Out for reasons. This one's called Glass Onion for reasons. Exactly, full stop. If you like the movies, just you watch them. And it's annoying that he has to put that colon in there. And I, I, I feel his annoyance. It's kind of like the James Bond movies, right? They're not, they're not all a James Bond story. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know? I didn't even think about that. Bud's right. So, yeah. <laughs> but you, you, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm, I am uh, real falling in love with this character, too, and a little uh, fun mystery party that he likes to go to. Um, but I didn't think this one was as good, and I fell asleep pretty early. And oh, then wow. I woke up later, and something was very spoiled for me. Oh and so God. the whole, this whole movie was a waste for me. <laughs> oh, no, Paul. <laughs> Which time watch movies after you do Lubegas? No! Yes, quit it, because you're just going to fall asleep. Um, yeah, I... I thought the character of Benoit Blanc was very differently played in this movie, which was a little bit weird. Well, like more Southern fried Joker. Yeah, mm, and yeah. he was just—he was a little bit more eccentric in the first one, and like you know, weird. And this one, he was kind of like, yeah, Southern fried Jokeru. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I thought that was a bit weird. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I had more to say, but I'm bit distracted about Avatar. I know. If we get into like any sort of, could we say a spoiler in this, or not necessarily what the murder mystery was, but like one plot point? Okay, spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler, right. spoiler, spoiler <laughs> song, uh, is uh, I think the pandemic had something to do with that. Mm. In that, like his case count went down to zero, and that's why there's that scene with him in the bathtub on Zoom with everybody playing oh, Among funny. Us, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah, that's so great. Yeah. Also, the last but, film appearance of both Steven Sodenheim and uh, Angela Lansbury. Oh, no yeah. way. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I think they maybe that had a, a little bit to do with it in that mm. like he was just excited to get back into it, which made him a little bit more of a goofy character. Yeah. I like that. Avatar. I I like that the pandemic had something to do with it because it was really weird. Like there was no real reason why that movie needed to be set in 2022, except yeah. you know they did the cool thing. Like I've seen lots of people dissecting. I don't know why there's all these people out there think Ryan Johnson's this big fucking genius. Like, <laughs> listen, I hated his fucking Star Wars movie. It was awful. He ruined it. Bad, 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 bad. And Ryan Johnson is good, but there's all these people out there, like, dissecting every little thing. Like, there's, okay, I'm spoiler, uh, something about the Mona Lisa in this movie. But at the end, they're like, oh, and if you watch this character, uh-huh. and they're smiling like the Mona Lisa. Oh and I'm gosh. like, okay, like, probably Ryan Johnson thought of that. But And they're like, oh, my God, some of the paintings were upside down, so you would have known if you'd paid attention. <laughs> and look at what Ryan Johnson, and I'm like, okay, he's not a fucking genius. This movie had a lot of... Not plot holes, because this is the other thing that I saw people complaining about. And then someone was complaining about that people didn't understand what a plot hole was. Oh, jeez. 
And That's their problem. Because here, here's an example. Uh, a character walks past a block of knives at one point, and one of mm. the knives is missing. And so someone was like, oh, my God, it's a plot hole. Where did that knife go? And, and not someone, a plot hole. And someone had to explain, it's not a plot hole. It's a misdirect. Like, of course, somebody grabbed a knife. They were scared. <laughs> like, God. like, calm down. Yeah, That's but, a knife block hole. That's all <laughs> that is. But, like... I, I don't know, like, if you go into these deep dives of, like, ooh, and then Ryan Johnson did this, and he's so clever, and he's not. Like, the movie has a lot of, like, weirdness to it, like, unexplained logic jumps that that are not great, that characters I don't think would make. But it was still a fun watch. I still enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. I just want to complain about Ryan Johnson more, but anyway, Avatar. Okay, well, then we will go on to Brian's final 91-second movie review of Avatar The Way of Water. And now... A Zone at 91.3, 91-second movie review. Five, four, three, two, and... Action! A three-hour and 12-minute film subtitled The Way of Water seems mean to those with small bladders, <laughs> but I'm happy to report that I made it through the entirety of the film without once getting up. In short, I liked the movie and loved the post-credit P. But yes, the movie. <laughs> James Cameron's follow-up to Avatar is far from perfect, but it does accomplish the director's main visual goal. A solid movie is a delicate balance between story and spectacle, and while the story isn't in the least bit bad, it's pretty apparent that the film was made with the visuals as its priority. I'd say the story is a fairly simple one with a few cheap, convenient plot devices thrown in. Also, while it doesn't fall completely into the sequel bait trap, there are obvious plot points and character arcs that feel like they'll take multiple movies to complete, and that can bring impatience among viewers, but that's hardly a deterrent from buying a ticket to watch this on the big screen. For the most part, the movie looks great. While the visuals were, at times, self-indulgent, Cameron once again brought out the big guns when it comes to making this film as beautiful as it is. He very much manages to top his work from the first Avatar, which set a new standard when it came to the modern use of 3D technology. And if you do watch this in theaters, don't skip out on seeing it in 3D. The amount of depth he's able to capture with his use of 3D and a higher frame rate, especially during the underwater scenes is both literally and figuratively breathtaking. It really is one of the most immersive 3D films that's ever been released. With Avatar The Way of Water, James Cameron managed to achieve the greatest visual depth ever put on a movie screen, but he does all of this with a rather shallow story. Cut! That's right! <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it! He's back, yeah. everybody! Yeah. Oh, that was great. Thank you. We have very few minutes to talk about Avatar, so let's talk about Avatar. Yeah, go for it. I was shocked to find out that uh, Sigourney Weaver played Kiri, um, and I thought uh, that was really cool. And because uh, I mean, Kiri's a teenager in the in the in the film. Uh, I guess we're spoilers. Hey, I should probably put spoiler thing. Oh no, no. Let's talk uh, generally about it first. I think right. Brian nails it. It's just like, yeah, it's pretty, but what? Okay, I have to go. Bye. Oh no, no! Kirsten. I'm sorry. I know job. she's got to do a radio what the heck? show. Why did we Dang talk it. about New Year's for so long? I didn't know. Apparently, mean, we'll no, revisit. <laughs> well, do we want to? Um, why don't we reconvene then? Why I think we should. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, it'll yeah. be a good discussion to. Yeah. Um, yeah. To to talk Sorry, more before, and and we'll include it in this week. Um, do we? Can we get back together tonight? Oh no, we tonight. What's what, what tonight? It's six. I, I can't tonight, but um, uh, yeah. I, that doesn't don't don't let that stop you. I All love, right. we're scheduling again in the podcast. I love it. That's great. Okay, uh, Bud, why don't you? Um, why don't you, do, Brian? Could you do tonight at six for like a little bit? 
Maybe, possibly. Yeah, but if not, then why don't you and Kirsten just talk? Okay. Um, but why don't I already you... had my say. Yeah, 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 no kidding, eh? And then, and then, Bud, do you have any? You must have some thoughts about this movie. I mean, it was a fine movie. Again, yeah, 3D was great. Uh, it was nice to see Jermaine <laughs> in uh, in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it really was, eh? Jermaine Clement. Yeah, as the as he, the marine biologist. He was perfectly cast too, because he's he's like uh, so likable, but you believe that he would be there as a scientist yes. and then he like gets a little comments in but um spoiler alert hey spoiler alert for this whole movie the bad guys die wow can you imagine um do we think that wow sorry. that that's the big drill going on right now yeah uh do we think that Jermaine um as the scientist is killed with all the rest of the bad guys. Yeah, that's a I great hope, question. I, I kind of hope not. I super mm, hope not. Yeah. Like he was. He has an arc where he's just like, uh, this is why I drink, right? Like, yeah, he's like very, he he's very remorseful. He's for, doing this job kind of because he has to, but you can see he has a real reverence and respect for the creatures they're going after. Yeah. Can, oh, can you hear this, Brian? This is ridiculous. No, I don't. I don't hear it in my. Oh, head. I guess yeah, we got it. Oh god. Um. Okay. What else, bud? Um. Yeah, I'd like to. I really like to see some behind the scenes and just see sort of because I know mm. that so much of this was done underwater, and I just want to see more of like the actual actors with the mocap stuff and just sort of see the process. A because I love that stuff, but B because it was just so involved. And and how are they doing this? And like it was, it was another technical technological uh, achievement. Not as much as Avatar, as much as, you know, Terminator 2, as much as The Matrix kind of thing, but like, it was still pretty dang great, and I understand why they sunk so much into it, and yeah, generally impressed. It was a loud, vivid movie, bless Mm -hmm. my earplugs, because it was really loud and intense, even in the trailers, Um, but it was a very, yeah, enveloping experience, and I, uh, uh, bladder aside, I believed it, and I was invested. Wow. Do you like the characters and everything, too? Uh, again, just very predictable tropes. Like, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. We talk about run P and, you know, when you have to go. But, like, you can guess what's going to happen pretty yeah. much, you know, for yeah. the majority of this movie, I would say. Well, and that's exactly why I felt comfortable taking a 10-minute phone call at any point. Sure. I, you know what I mean? I Nothing was groundbreaking like, that you're going to miss. Yeah, I'm not going to miss a real crazy twist. I don't really... <laughs> honestly even really care what happens to these characters like even if like i had gone pee and and, like someone important had died i would have come back and been like hey where's jake sully the person (laughs) would have been like oh my god you missed it i can't believe it you missed it he died i would have been like okay there were like three names that i remembered through the movie right that was about it the names were uh just the characters it it just made it a little bit difficult to retain fully um but yeah, an enjoyable movie. Yeah, and I think it's totally fine to make movies like that, I guess. Uh, just don't expect me to rewatch them ever again. Yeah. Um, don't expect them to have like real cultural impact like we learned from the first movie. It's like yeah. everyone goes mm-hmm. to see it. It's a visual spectacle, and then no one cares about it ever again until the next one comes out. Um, it would be interesting, and I hope that there's less lag time between this and the next one now. Like, I am kind of... I think it's going to be like a Christmas tradition thing now. I think they should be, yeah, because they're planning all these these sequels now, so... Sure, yeah, and they're already filming and everything, or have filmed... Um, the I think the visuals are probably as good as they're gonna get, right? Like, oh, we're yeah. there. Yeah. And then that's that's the other thing too is like I I very much appreciated the double frame rate thing when they were underwater. 
Yeah. When they were not underwater and they were doing it during action scenes, it looked weird. Mm. Oh, really? It still looked like they were going in fast motion. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There were a couple bits that bumped me like that, too. Interesting. Um, and I'll say this, like, as a success for this movie is uh, I, I had a good enough time watching it that, you know, when I hear stuff about the sequels, um, I'm just like, yeah, I'll go to that. <laughs> You're less mad. <laughs> totally, right? It's just like, uh, oh, the next one, there's going to be a fire villain navvies. Can you imagine? We're going to go to Volcano mm-hmm. version. And it's just like, great, that sounds fun. And the Avatar, the last airbender people are like, are you kidding me? Because yeah. they're all about the, the fire nation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Uh, so hopefully uh, Avatar Part 4 will take place in a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that joke from Twitter, but that's funny, <laughs> thank right? you are just thank taking you. Mario levels. Yep. It's true. Yep. Um, so, but good enough. Uh, I want to mention as well, maybe I'll talk more with Kirsten about this later, um, how um, indigenous and Native American uh, groups are calling for a boycott of this one because of some past comments. Um, yep. I will from James Cameron that was a it's interesting it's like that was a big um negative that the last one had right that you took you know like the plight of indigenous peoples being colonialized and then you made it into an action blockbuster and you kind of trivialized that whole thing that's what some people say on the other hand it's interesting i actually heard from people this time around as the avatar discussion gets roiled up that no that's good what you what you're doing is putting that very important topic in like a very digestible sci-fi action blockbuster right like you're shining using, a relatable light on it yeah you're, you're you're using sci-fi to do what good sci-fi does which is be a metaphor or an allegory for a real world political situation as it always is as it always is and so so it's both a criticism and a positive, I guess, weirdly, for the first movie. Uh, but I think because it came with some kind of insensitive comments from James Cameron, it's a little bit more of a... Yeah, sure. I saw a lot of like clickbait articles about, like, here are movies that you can watch from indigenous filmmakers yes. instead of Avatar. And right, even even Prey was on that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I saw that same thing, and I was just like, ooh, I do want to watch Prey again. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a good yeah. movie. But um, so I think it's interesting in this one how... And I think it's... Good, I guess. That obviously is still going to be a huge thread. I mean, that's the whole crux of this franchise and this story that he's telling. But I also thought it was interesting that they put whaling in there, like early 1900s whaling. Yeah, big time. Like, I was kind of like, when that shows up, and it's like, what is it, like an hour and a half, two hours into the movie where we see our first, you know, Pandora whale? Yeah. And then that's the direction that the movie takes. And they got to take the goo out of the brain and everything. It's like, oh, this is a movie about whaling? This is a whaling movie? Oh, shit. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Um, Which I guess makes sense. It's a water movie. Uh, Yeah. I just thought that that was an interesting narrative turn to take, that he found a different uh, thing, real world atrocity, uh, to focus on in this movie. I thought that was kind of a neat um, choice uh, and good enough. But, I mean, that's all these movies are going to be. That's fair. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to go. Kirsten.James. Paul. Yes. Where can we find you on the internet? Oh, um, uh, yeah, Kirsten. Uh, well, oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, we'll. Yeah, Kirsten.James. <laughs> and Paul Blazam. Brian. Uh, the zone.fm slash DJ Boytano. I'm with Meister Bud on YouTube. <laughs> 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 that wasn't the drilling. 
That was Paul. Instagram and Twitch. Oh, my God. This has been the Zones Geek Out Podcast, episode 221. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcasts or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.